Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Look at this, Hebrews 4.16. Okay? I like this. Hebrews 4.16, Jesus gets in this. It says, you know, we, we, we approach God's grace. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Right there, stop. Let us come to the throne of grace. That's nice, right? So there's a grace throne, and at that grace throne, you get mercy and help. Hallelujah. How many of you can use some mercy and help? Right? That's important. And you understood when we read Zechariah, and you don't have to go there, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Right? We understand that. The Lord, the Lord sent the Holy Spirit to our family to help us. Okay? We, gotta, we can't allow fear in. We can't allow circumstances, challenges, all that stuff. God in me is bigger than everything I'm going to face, and grace is all we need for every situation. It's God's ability or God's power of the Holy Spirit allowing us to do more than we can do. He gave us saving grace. But Sunday, if you weren't here, man, you need to go back and watch that word, right? When Zerubbabel, you want, we'll, we'll see it, right? Let's go to Zechariah 4.8 now and let them kind of just see it, and um, you'll get this thing. I think you'll really get it. You can really, you can really even start a little bit earlier than that. We can start with like verse 6. Sorry about that. Go to Zechariah 4.6 and you're going to see what was spoken to the prophet, by the prophet, to Zerubbabel, and uh, whatever, fa- cha- uh, whatever challenge you're facing, whatever obstacle may be in your way, whatever's going on, you've got to start looking at this stuff head first. So Zechariah 4.6, then he answered and spake to him, this is the word of the Lord. Now see, now where this, this, this is Sunday recap, man. Then he answered and spake unto me. Well, who was that? The prophet. This is the word of the Lord unto who? Zerubbabel. He's giving him instruction from God. Not by might, nor by power. So Zerubbabel's like, I, gotta, I got this job. I got to build. I got to go do this. Woo! I got to go get this done. Right? Right? I got to go get this done. Got this project. Got to go build this wall. Got to go build this temple. Got to go do this business. Got to go. He's in the midst, right? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now he says to the obstacle, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. He said, here comes the obstacle, but I'm going to make it like a flat plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone with shoutings. And that's what Sunday was about. The headstone, remember, was the final stone of completion. So this is, their shambles, man. There ain't nothing there. And God, through the word, instruction through the prophet says, get the headstone, pull it out, which is a type of Christ, and yell at that thing, grace, grace. Bro. God's telling him, before you even started, I finished it. Woo! Come on. And you will get enabling ability as long as you keep speaking to it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came in him. He's saying again. Right? He's prophesying. 
The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house, and his hands shall finish it. Man, what does that mean? Focus on the stone, don't focus on the problem. And that stone was the type of Jesus. So here's the thing. What do I have to do to allow grace to have its most impacting ability in my life and in my situations? Well, he said some stuff about these mountains. Mountains are obstacles. You must identify the obstacles of your life, and when you identify them, proclaim grace over them. That's what he told us to do. Now, this might look crazy. You're like, I got a bill. Grace, grace. You can, see, here's the thing. We got a lot of talking without revelation. Get the revelation of grace and then do the talking and the power will be released. Mountains are obstacles. Proclamation of grace will help you overcome the mountains in your life. You know, that was that story, Brother Hagin. You know, I, I told you guys this a long time ago, right? Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin, this is a good story, though. It makes some of you happy, you know, when you hear this. Brother Hagin, uh, I was in prayer school, and uh, Brother Hagin had this prayer group when he was in Texas, these ladies. And um, Brother Hagin, would, he, used to, he used to kid with them, you know, and say, say you know, goof around. There are ladies in the church. They have prayers, you know what I mean? They were great ladies. And Brother Hagin one day got up in front of the church. He said, I'm going to tell you right here now. He said, if you don't want your prayers answered, you better not give it to them girls because those girls will get it. You know what I mean? They, there wasn't a prayer. They didn't get answered in that church. Those ladies knew how to pray. So one of the ladies literally came to Rhema um, right around the time or before we were there. And they came to just see, you know, imagine going to church. Imagine we were here, right? And you remember the church here and we go build them, you know, 8,000-seat Bible school training people all around. Told you things huge, right? And you were a member over here, and you come check it out. Like, I remember him when we were, you know, started out in Daytona Beach, you know, or something crazy. So the, one of the ladies showed up, and they actually went to lunch with them or something like that. And one of the instructors at Rama really got excited to find out, like, what does this lady know about prayer? Because that's one of the ladies, Brother Hagin said, man, if you want an answer, you give that look, you, you put it on a piece of paper, you give, it that, you give that prayer to those ladies, you're bound to get it. It's guaranteed. And, and he said, so he grabbed her on the side, you know, just talked to her. He said, man, can I ask you a question? He goes, man, this has always been, I've always wanted to know, uh, you know, just, you know, Brother Hagin's talked about you. He's very, he was being honorable and just said, can I ask you a question about prayer? She goes, what's the difference he said, what was the difference between the way you guys prayed and the way we're praying? And he said, she didn't hesitate long. She said, you know, what I see what the people today do is they just talk about the problem, talk about the problem, talk about the problem, meditate on the problem, talk about the problem. And by the time they go into a place of prayer, their problem's so big, their God's so small. She said, the difference between these guys and us is that we magnified the Lord, didn't even talk about the problem. We just said how big God was and that he's well able to do and he's a supernatural God. And she said we would, we would basically worship him to a place that by the time we went to prayer, our problem was so small and our God was so big, we were guaranteed to get it. And this is what it is. Don't talk to God about how big your mountain is. 
tell your mountain how great your God is. That's the mentality we got to start getting again. You're a mountain mover, glory to God. And sometimes in life, I don't think we do, I think we're, we think we're pebble pushers instead of mountain movers. And you're not a pebble pusher, you're a mountain mover, glory to God. Hallelujah, amen. So just think about that. Talking to your mountains about grace. That's how big God is. When you speak the truth to the obstacles, God will level it to become a smooth place or a plane. God is about to smooth things out for you about your circumstances when you start speaking to it. Now, I know it sounds kind of crazy. Can you imagine Zerubbabel? He's got, I mean, it was funny. I just went somewhere the other day, you know. We had that last storm, and, you know, that storm still knocked some of that beachside stuff. And it was funny. I've been studying about this, and I was looking, and at, at, the, at the, one of the pools over on the thing, they took all those pavers, you know, and the pavers got washed out. So they, they, the guy told me, he's like, man, they were everywhere. So they picked them up and they, they stacked them. And now you, you, I seen this wall, this whole wall of pavers. And then out over there, it just like, it goes paver, paver, paver. And then it just falls off into the ocean because it, the, the, it came in. So you know that all those pavers are going to what? Replace all that broken down stuff. Okay? Can you imagine though? the task at hand to do this, it's a wall of them. That's what Zerubbabel was looking at. Just a stack of stones. And he said, take that one stone and put it right here and speak to it, grace, grace. Completed. Completed looked impossible because this is such a huge project. He didn't tell him to do something with natural wisdom. He told him to do something with supernatural power. Speak to the stone. That's crazy. Yeah, but guess what? It worked. See, here's the thing. Stop trying to use your principles about how you think God's going to do this and pick up the principles that God gave you to move your mountain. You have mountain-moving grace. Believe it because it's our inheritance as a child of God, but you must speak to the mountain before your mountain's going to be removed. What did Brother Hagin say? You, if your faith can't move your mouth, your faith ain't going to move no mountain. You got to get there. When a mountain appears, man, God's already been there. He's going to overcome your problems, and he's going to help you speak the promises. But here's the thing. You know what I like about Zerubbabel's deal? He's like this. Build it again. Man, what did you stop building? What did you stop dreaming about? What plan, what vision, what purpose... What ministry, what agenda, what, you know, what, what project, what, what are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be building? It's time to begin and build again. It's time. God gives you a word. He gave you the ability. If he gave you the word, the ability was in the word. That's the big thing. Man, I think a lot of us need to start screaming grace, grace to some circumstances. God will show up. That's what he promised he'll do. But we got to stop talking this negative fear and uh, you know, man, depression and, and, and defeat and, you know, all this financial mumbo-jumbo. Stop talking doubt and unbelief and declare grace over these things.
I think, man, I like him. He said, say grace, grace. I had a, when we preached this years ago, I had the whole church run around, grace, grace. That's what he told you to do. Just do it. Every time you see that mountain, it's got to go. I'm telling you, grace is a great power to help you overcome every circumstance of your life. Okay? There's, there's circumstances that are going to come against you that are going to bring you and me to the end of our ability, and there's going to be no other way for us to solve this problem. But there's God's grace is helping you get from where you are to where you need to be, and you can't do it on your own. That is the number one thing I tried to tell you. What is grace? It is the power of the Holy Spirit in me, allowing me to do what I could not do by myself, or basically allowing me to live like Jesus in the earth. And it's not your ability. So when you feel like, I can't do it, tap into grace's power, you'll be able to do it. When you don't feel like you could say it, tap into grace's ability, and you'll be able to say it. When you don't feel like you could sow it, tap into grace's ability, you'll be able to sow it. When you don't feel like you could forgive, tap into grace's ability, it'll help you forgive. Just start understanding grace is a powerhouse to help you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's the thing that I was really trying to get you to see a couple weeks ago because sometimes in the midst of this stuff, it doesn't seem like God's hearing me. And I'm like, why do I got to say it, God? Make it go away. See, that's that whole Second Corinthians thing. Remember, like, oh, my gra- you don't got to go there. But my grace is sufficient because in your weakness, I'm perfecting you. Wow. So I'm praying prayers. I prayed to the Lord. Remember, Paul? I prayed to the Lord three times. Take this away. He said, no, my grace is sufficient. So what does that mean? Some of the stuff you want God to take away, he's not going to take it away. You got to speak to it. And the only way to move it is speak to it. That's a revelation right there if you get change your life. We're going, hey, God, make this go away. He said, Zerubbabel, let me give you the word of the Lord. You speak to it. Hey, help, imagine if Zerubbabel said, God, help me build the wall. God would have told him, you speak to it. I'm telling you, man. And it seems unorthodox because it doesn't make any sense. That's why he tells me, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. You got to move things in the spirit before they ever move naturally. That's the problem with sometimes in the earth with Christians. We're trying to move it naturally, but God said you can't move it naturally. It's not like a chair. You can pick it up and move it. You got to move it in the spirit, then it'll move in the natural. But I think the problem is this. We don't want to admit we have a weakness. It's okay. The weakness is a strength. And I, I don't really like the word weakness because, in, you know, in, in, in our terminology, everybody thinks if you're weak, you know, you're soft. Or I don't know. Weak is a, it's weird. It's a weird word. You know, like when someone's like, oh, you're weak. No, everybody's like, no, you know, what do you mean? So I think what we got to understand is it can almost come across a little condescending, like you're weak and you could take it the wrong way. That's not what it is. Focusing on your weakness is, is, is not like where you're going to stay long. But if you just go, man, I'm here and I got to get there and I don't know how to get from here to there. I don't, not that you're weak. You're, 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 let's use the word you're unable. Okay. So you're unable to figure this out. God's grace is an enabling power that enables you to do from here to there. That's what you got to see. So you're never without. That's why God is always telling you, 
Yes, amen, we can do it, we'll figure it out, we can make it happen. Why? Because it's the thing, and I think it's huge, you got to be able to accept your weakness. Now, that's a slippery slope, and I want to tell you what the problem is. The enemy has used that as an, as a, as a, as an immobile, in, he doesn't want you to mobilize, so he's keeping you lethargic and you, you, your weakness. That is not what weakness is. Identification of weakness is so you can tap into grace to find strength. It is not to demobilize you to stay still. That is the problem with it. Like, I can't do that. So you stay on the couch eating Doritos and watching reruns. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, what you do is, I let the weak say they are strong. So you might be facing something and you don't have the, you don't have the ability to launch that business it's okay. You don't have the ability to work that thing out. It's okay. You don't have the ability to save that marriage. It's okay. You don't have the ability to get that kid served. It's okay. Right at the end of where you are, your ability stops. That's when you go grace, grace to that business. Grace, grace to that marriage. Grace, grace to that kid. I ain't, I'm at the end of my rope, but grace just kicked in. That is huge because we've seen that. Remember we were talking about that? In weakness, faith imparted power to make them strong. That is huge. That is huge. That's what grace does. So remember we talked about this the first week. We were like, God's grace is the ability working in man, making him able to do what he could not do on his own. That was strong. Then God gave us this new thing, right? And he gave me a formal definition. I'm going to start doing this more too because a lot of stuff God tells me, I just put it in here. I'm going to tell you God told me. God's like, change the definition. I was like, okay. He said, you tell them, that my grace is the power of the Holy Spirit allowing them to act and live like Jesus in the earth. How many know when God gives you a definition, it's a whole lot better than yours? Sure beats Webster, right? You know, the dictionary is great, but man, God gives us the thing. Grace is what God does for you. It's his part. It's something that was done before we ever got here. It's got nothing to do with us. That's the big part. And I like that. Free gift, you can't work for it. Remember that? Remember that? In Gal- look, look at Galatians 5 and 4 in the Passion. Right? This is big, man. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous and be given right stand with God through the law, you're brought to nothing. You have fallen away from grace from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessings. So if you come in and go, watch me do it, God's going to go, you ain't got the grace for it. So you see how this thing works? You come in and go, I got it. God's like, well, if you got it, you ain't got it. But if you come in here with the right mentality, I got it because of God, man, you just tapped into something most people never find. They won't because it's a very, I want to say this, like, it's a mystery. And if you don't understand the mystery, you're not going to be able to tap in to the grace to do it. Because here's what happens. What do you mean it's a mystery? It, you can't work for it. So it's almost like you got to go like this. So let me show you how you do it. You go, okay, whatever's in front of you. You come, you start, right? You go, okay, I'm looking at this situation. You're going to walk towards it, and you're going to go, Wow. That situation is what it is. But God's bigger, but I can't get through that situation without God. So first I'm going to acknowledge 
it's there. Second, I'm going to acknowledge that I can't do it on my own. Third, I'm not going to try to do it on my own. Four, I'm going to look to God and go, grace for this thing. Five, I'm going to step out in faith and walk through it. And six, I'm going to walk out with this out with my hands in the air, even though nothing moved in the earth to know what, I got it. See, this is how it works. But if you're like, oh, I'm gonna ca- I ain't carrying nothing, man. I can't carry it. You think you can, but it's not because it's the power to change. And that's what a lot of people don't get. It produces transformation truths to transform your life. Because this is something I wanted to tell you too, because there's a lot of grace deposits in the earth. And if you don't, he talked about saving grace, right? You don't get, you don't get, um, you don't get uh, good to get God. You get God to get good, you know? You're saved by faith and grace, not because of anything you've done on your own. There's justifying grace. So you got saving grace. We got saved by grace. We are justified by grace. We have our peace because of justification. Just as if you never sinned. We're justified only because of the grace of God. I'm not here. I'm not like, can you imagine like going, I'm justified. First thing anybody's going to say, number one, if you go tell somebody, I am, if you say this out loud, I am just as if I never sinned, people are going to look at you and try to point out every flaw you got. It doesn't have anything to do with my performance. I'm justified by faith in Jesus Christ, and so are you. So my justification has its strength and grace. I know my limitations. I know my shortcomings. I know my inabilities. I know the levels of humanity I could go to. But guess what? I'm not here in my own works. I'm here because grace justified me. Do you see it? And that's what gives you power to know what? I ain't here because of what I did. I'm here because of what he did. There's teaching grace. We live in that right now. The New Testament church is walking in the teaching grace. This is the dispensation of grace that we live in. Okay? What does that mean? The grace of God has appeared to the church, right? We've seen that in Acts 20, 24. You don't have to go there. It's the gospel of grace, teaching them to live right and to deny the worldly lust. His grace is not a freedom to sin. His grace is a freedom from sin. And that's where some of the people jack this grace message up because it's like, this is, where, this is why the grace message is getting hammered in the body of Christ from some people. And this is right here why. Because it seems like his grace is not a freedom to sin. And that is the problem with it. And that is not what we're saying. And I don't know if anybody said it like that. But trust me, that's how it comes across sometimes if you're not careful. Because what happens is people go, well, you know, what, what, what do I need obedience for? I mean, geez, you know, I'm forgiven. God did this. No, 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 no. His grace is freedom from sin, from sin. So you got people doing all this crazy stuff and trying to wipe it off on grace, and that ain't what you're supposed to do. You know you're supposed to, there are certain things you know as a Christian you're supposed to live right, and you know what those guidelines are. Your own heart is telling you, but, you know, I got grace, brother. No, you don't have grace to sin. You have grace to stop you from sinning. See it? So this is why it's getting hammered from a lot of people in the body of Christ. It seems like it's a grace to sin. And usually, I'm going to say something, and this is going to go over wonderful, but um, weak preachers preach it from that place, and it distorts the gospel. And that is why a lot of guys are opposing the grace message. Because a weak teacher, instead of saying, hey, man, look, this is what they do. Well, you know, God's grace, and they, you know, people shacking up, 
they're doing drugs, they're living like this, they're getting hammered, they're watching porno, they're running around rampant like a bunch of wackadoos, which you understand. And it's like, oh, you know, you know, well, God gave you grace. Like, it's almost like stay in your lifestyle. This is why the seeker-friendly message is garbage. Stay in your lifestyle. Don't try to come up out of it. You got grace. What? You're basically saying, God gave you grace to go sin. That's exactly what it was. It gets hammered. No, God gave you grace to stop sinning. Because all those sins or acts of the flesh are not fruit of the Spirit and not Christ-like behavior. And until you understand, basically, what, uh, this is the truth, that your identification must be found in Christ. And holiness is from the Lord. And you should be achieving and allowing grace to stop you from doing some things. So get off that, change that, get this. Nobody's preaching condemnation, but this is Christianity. The bar's got to go up. Because here's the last grace. It's called enabling grace. This kind of grace helps you overcome difficulties of this world, produces sufficiency for the unknowns, God's enabling grace allows you to do what you could not do and what was crushing you before. This kind of grace is here to help you when you go through anything in the earth. So all those things I talked about that you might be struggling with, grace gives me power over it. That's why grace is an empowerment factor. It is not a weakness in demonstration. And that's the key for your life. And as you learn more about these truths, they're going to allow you to function at a higher level of victory in Christ Jesus because grace is kicking in. My grace is sufficient because in your weakness, I'm made strong. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys. I thank you that their life's going on a new level. I thank you that their faith's going to another level. I thank you that everything they're doing is going to another level because you have given them the victory through your grace. Father, I thank you for a grace deposit, a grace revelation, and as they walk through life, they're going to start speaking grace, grace, the situations and circumstances in their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Love you guys. I'm going to see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. We're going to be cranking. This series is continuing. I got some great stuff for you. But remember this. I want you to know this. And don't forget this. God is going to work with you. Start asking questions about grace. He's going to start giving you answers about grace. And grace is going to become an empowerment factor in your life, giving you the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome every single thing you need to overcome. I love you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.